And God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion. Pastor Pinda is a pastor of the Loyalty House International Middleton, which is a part of the United Denomination, originating from Lighthouse Group of Churches. His mission is to preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out devils, and raise the dead throughout the world. Pastor Pinda has a passion for soul women and church planting. Be ready for a supernatural encounter as you listen to this message. Father, thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for today. Heavenly Father, I pray that the lives of the people seated here will be changed. I pray, God, that your grace will be made available today. I bind every satanic force. I bind every demonic power in our midst. I rebuke the devil that is manifested in our lives. I command his operations to cease in the name of Jesus. I say, Holy Spirit, have your way in our hearts. Have your way in our lives. Enlighten us. Let your word, O God, be strong in our hearts today. Convict us of sin and of righteousness. Help us to obey. Give us the grace to flow through your spirit, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, you see, have you noticed that if you see some trees, let's say trees in a particular area, those trees, let's say it's mango, you know I like mangoes and bananas, that's where I am. Not all of them will yield the same. When I say yield, they will not produce the same amount of mangoes. Even though you planted them at the same time. Even though they are planted next to each other on the same soil, receiving the same rain, being taken care by the same farmer. Now, you see, fruitfulness is the ability to produce what God has put in you. You see, that tree has mangoes in it. But it can be constrained from producing the mangoes. And also sometimes it can produce those mangoes, but the mangoes are not as much as the other trees. And that is how our lives are. God has put things in you. As you are seated here, for example, your car is in you. Your house is in you. Your money is in you. Your marks are in you. But a lot of us don't have the capacity to take the things out. Therefore, we, are, we don't have the ability to manifest what God has already put in us. One of the reasons these things happen is that, you see, Satan puts constraints. Do you know what is a constraint? Something that limits your abilities. Constraints are all over. Sometimes they are mental constraints. Sometimes they are emotional constraints. Sometimes there are physical constraints, but there are things in us that prevent us from producing the fruit that we should produce. But 
each and every person seated here, God wants you to be fruitful. And you are going to be fruitful. Now, this book is about death. How it tells you that, number one, God expects you to be fruitful. And what hinders you from being fruitful? And how you can overcome the hindrances of being fruitful? Are you here? Now, when the books are like, the books are, I'll give them to the other. The books are 100 rand. I want you, if you have the 100 rand, make sure that you get the book. Hallelujah. What I'm going to preach is from the book. Tell your neighbor, it's from the book. So my, my sermon for today is that I come seeking fruit. God says he will come to you at a certain point in time and seek those things he has put in you. The things, you see, when God is like an investor. When you invest money, whether it's stock exchange, whether wherever you invest it in, there is a time frame that you give that after this period, one year, three months, or whatever, I will come back and check my investment. And you on earth, you are God's investment. And God has evaluation periods that he comes and evaluates your life to check whether you have done what he said you should do. And whether those things he put in you are manifesting. Are you here or you have gone home? One day I had a shocking dream. Say a shocking dream. In the dream I was in a place I believe it was like heaven. Say, Pastor, you can only go to heaven when you die. No. No. <laughs> Elisha didn't die. Enoch didn't die. Revelations. The Bible says that. And John heard a voice from heaven said, Come up hither. Come up. <laughs> and that is why the book of Revelation is called the book of Revelation because. Someone was called for a meeting in heaven. Hey! May you be called for such meetings. People are always calling you to sit by the corner and smoke bubbly bubbly. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You should be called for heavenly meetings. And I see you being called. So in this dream, I believe God was teaching me something. I had this dream. And in the dream, I saw a light sitting on a throne. I couldn't see the person. I just saw light. And around him, there were people. This side and this side. It was like a table, a board meeting. Like this. And there were people this side and people this side. All of them wearing white. And then there were two screens. One screen, they showed a certain pastor. And when they put the pastor there on the screen, they said, this is his life, this is his ministry, and this is his church now. This pastor is someone who's alive who is a famous pastor in a certain country, one of the main men of God in the country. And they showed his current church. And then they play, on the other screen they said, this they showed another life that he was supposed to live. And they said, this is what we sent him to earth to do. On the second screen. The first screen was what he was doing at, the moment, at that moment. And at that moment, he had a very big church, very nice, driving nice cars, living a nice life, 
having children, they showed all of that on the screen. And then on the second screen, they showed that they sent him to start churches, not to just have one big church. And they said, he is not doing the thing we sent him to us to do. And they said, we need to call him. Hey! Because they said, as long as he is there, these other churches will not come. We need to call him so that the person who replaces him will do it. Now, I thought this was just a dream. I woke up from the dream. I called someone who knows this pastor and said, where is your pastor? He said, he has not been in church for the past few weeks. He's sick. I, I said, tell him he's about to die. He needs to start churches as a matter of agency <laughs> and release some of the people in the church. Hey! The pastor called an emergency meeting and told some of the leaders, you go, you go, you go. The following day he was healed. 100% well. What had happened to this man of God? God came to him seeking fruit. And he didn't find the fruit of starting churches. The fruit that he was looking for was church starting fruit. And he didn't. He was not starting churches. He was enjoying being a man of God in one big church. Now, the question is, when God comes seeking fruit in our lives, will he find it? In fact, do we know the fruit? That he wants from us. The way you are looking at me, no one is smiling. Like people are stressed. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, don't be stressed. This is not wrong turn. It's not like you, you did wrong turn. It's a horror movie. No, 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 no. It's not like Final Destination or Texas Chainsaw. It, the message is going to turn out good. In this message of mine, you are still staring. Now, in Luke 13, verse 6 to 9, that's our main scripture. Luke 13, 6. It says that then Jesus told this story. A man planted a fig tree, and that fig tree is you. In his garden, the garden is earth. And he came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it. God keeps on visiting you to check. Is there fruit? Other things coming out, he finds you chilling with your friends. <laughs> he goes again. He finds that you have, you have now increased. You have three girlfriends. He goes again. Aye! He finds that from the previous time to this time, you have stolen money. Aye! God is, is... God consistently comes to you to check whether you are doing the things that He requires of you and also the things that He put in you. Are you producing them? So it says that a man planted a fig tree and the fig tree is who? Say me. In a garden. What is the garden? Earth. And who is the man? God. To see if there was any fruit on it. But he was always what? Disappointed. May we never disappoint God. When God comes to check your life next time, you'll be impressed. As one day the Bible says that in the book of Job, as the sons of God gathered, Satan was amongst them. And God started to break to Satan, 
about Job. He said, have you seen my servant Job? Have you seen the fruits on Job? Satan said that, I, but I can't even touch Job. You have put a hedge of protection around him. God was saying, that's my boy. Do you see what he's doing on earth? You can't touch him. Hey, God will break about us. He will be calling the angels and saying, have you seen July? Have you seen Gora? Have you seen Smo? Have you seen Kenny? Because you will be what? Producing fruit. I see you producing fruit very t- soon. Verse 8. Oh, verse 7. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard. Maybe leave it uh, as king as NLT is okay. He says that finally he said to the gardener. The gardener. He says that I have waited how many years? Three years. God has periods. Maybe for you it's four years. If you look at the life of Jesus. Jesus was supposed to produce all of his fruit in 33 years. Because the Bible says that in that Jesus started his ministry at the age of 30. This thing of you of thinking that pastors must be old. Jesus was not an old pastor with a big stomach. No, 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 no. no. Like if me, I came here, I say I'm a bishop, you say, but he doesn't have a big stomach. And he's very young. <laughs> Will you not say that? You will say that. So, now, he says that I have waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig or fruit after three years. Hmm. Cut it down. That, you see, you remember my, my story is this. They were cutting the pastor down. Cut it down. It's just taking up space in the garden. Most, are we not like that? When something is not useful, we remove it. When something doesn't fulfill its purpose anymore, you remove it. Hmm? Why are you saying, you are not saying, mm-hmm. can I get them? Mm-hmm. Can I get them? Mm-hmm. I said in this story, this story will not end like this. It will end very well. Don't worry. It starts out like this. They are beating the steering, which is you. But it ends out well. Amen. It's taking up space in the garden. Verse 8. The gardener answers, Sir, give it one more chance. God is saying, I'm giving you one more chance. God is saying, I'm giving you what? One more chance. The Bible says that God is long-suffering. He suffers for a very long time. Oh, he's what? Very patient. Mm, he's long-suffering. You see, the gardener said that, Sir, give it what? One more what? Chance. Receive a chance. Yes, you might have messed up, but you are getting another chance. Yes. And he says that, leave it another what? Year. I will give it special attention and plenty of what? Fertilizer. God is about to fertilize you. God is about to give you what? Attention. To ensure that the things that you are supposed to fulfill on this earth and do, you will do them. You will not die and like empty. You will die having your fruit showing. Hallelujah. Now, the first question we must answer is that, okay, we see that God wants fruit. When does God expect us to produce fruit? Hmm? 
God, the answer is God expects us to produce fruit at different intervals of our lives. Different seasons require you to produce different fruits. Let's say you are at school. When you are at school, the fruit of passing must be in you. It's not the time for the fruit of umjolo. The fruit of umjolo comes after. But in different times and different seasons, there are things that God expects of us. And you know, in the Bible, we see different seasons. The Bible in Ecclesiastes 3, 1, it says that there is a time and season for everything underneath the sun. Hmm? Ecclesiastes 3, 1, please. Ecclesiastes 3, 1. Look at Ecclesiastes 3, 1. It says that for everything there is a what? A season. Tell your neighbor there is a season. A time for every activity under heaven. There is a time. You know, there are programmed times that Pinda, at this point in time, he should have accomplished this. At this point in time, he should have accomplished this. Yes, some of us, we know that that season for us to produce a particular fruit has passed. But God is saying, I'm giving you another chance. It's like you were supposed to produce in summer. Summer has passed. But God doesn't discard you. He says, I'm going to create a special summer for you. Just for you. It will be hot around you. So that you can still produce fruit. Clap hands for this God. A God of second chances. Yes. You know, sometimes the Bible can say to you, you shouldn't sleep with anyone before you are married. And you should have children in marriage. Then you have three kids. And I like my season to get married has passed. I have had three kids with three different guys. You'll be shocked. God is going to create a new season where you'll be hot like before. People will see you as if you do not have any child. And they will say, I want this girl with three children. You'll be like, hey, these church brothers, what's wrong? You're like, no, no, we want this one with three children. The, church, the girls in the church will be jealous of you. Because God is a God of what? Second chance. Receive your second chance. So God expects us to produce fruit at different intervals of our life. Go to verse 2. Go to verse 2. It says that a time to be born. Are you, were you born? That's why I'm looking at you. Unless you are Ustogo Sarkolis. A time to be born and a time to what? Die. Make sure when you die that you have done what you are supposed to do. Eh? Make sure that you have accomplished the things that God wants you to accomplish. It says that a time to plant and a time to what? Harvest. There are different seasons. When you mix up the seasons, sometimes it's a time for you to invest. You are eating the investment. You are enjoying it. At Edgar's. At Spitz. Hey! Instead of investing, you are at Spitz. Hmm? I will add there a time to study and a time to eat your money. If, you see, when we don't follow seasons, we miss the opportunities that God has for us. When you behave like an adult, when you are supposed to be a child, you give us problems in your 40s. You have what we call midlife crisis. 40, you are wearing a skinny jean. We are clubbing with small girls. 40, you are, we are wearing this thing, Tabo Scotan. 
You see, we call it what midlife what crisis. Because when it was your season to be a scotan, you are not a scotan. Hey! Even when you are a lady, there is a time to get married. In your early twenties, when they start proposing to you, pick one spiritual guy and continue with your life. Don't say I'm still building my career. After you build your career, you will be a rich aunt that is single. And the Bible says that to a hungry man, every bitter thing is sweet. What a verse. Tell your neighbor, what a verse. Once you get to a state of hunger, you start taking anything. That's why there's the invention of the word Ben 10. There was someone who should have sorted this thing out earlier. He's 50 now trying to sort out things. They should have sorted out earlier. The sisters are looking at me. Let me get out of this topic. For my own good. Give <laughs> Mother's Day. Sorry, sorry. It's Mother's Day. I must behave myself. When I overemp, just raise your hand and say, Pastor, give Mother's Day. <laughs> then I'll come back. A person, uh, uh, go back, go back to Ecclesiastes. For everything there is a what? A season. Verse, go to, we're in verse 2 most. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to harvest. Verse 3. A time to kill and a time to what? Heal. Hey! When is time for you to forgive and you are still not forgiving? You are still holding on to the grudge. The Bible says that before the sun sets, you must forgive. You cannot say in 2002. You must become a history teacher, Moses. 2002. That's history. No. At 10 o'clock, you are wearing a blue t-shirt with flip-flops and a short pink. Hey! I remember you were not, you hadn't even taken a bath. Then the story starts. Ah! Ah! So, God is a God of what seasons. Amen? I want you to write in your notes that God is a God of seasons. And in every season, he expects us to do something. The Bible says that as long as the earth remains, there will always be seed time and what harvest time. As long as the earth remains. So God is a God of seasons. And I want you to see God, eh? see God as a farmer who has invested a lot of money. That money is called the blood of Jesus. God is a farmer who has invested a lot, of, a lot of money. And the currency is called what? The blood of Jesus. He has paid through his son for our life. That is the investment he has made into the earth and into you. Some of us he has invested what? Gifts in us. There are things that are very easy for you. Yes. Like me when I was in school, chemistry, physics, math, very easy. No, no struggle. 
No, 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 no struggle. Even when the teacher was doing the math, I would think of a shorter way of doing it. And I'll be saying, teacher, I was those irritating boys. Teacher, <laughs> actually, you see there, you could have done one, two, three, and you'll get the answer. It's a gift. I, did I fast and pray for it? That's how God made me. I am analytical by nature. Some people, your gift, you talk too much. It's a gift. Hey, you can talk. That gift of talking, if you use it properly, it will get you many deals. You can get many tenders. Oh, you can't be quiet and not get it and get a tender. You must go go to Amajita and discuss and negotiate. People with tenders are people who talk too much. Who can talk? Most of them don't they don't even know the work. If you ask them, go say, let tender be bachuna no answer. So God has invested even gifts in us, special abilities. Now, you see, if you look at something like a cow and a chicken, these two things can be in your farm. And you are the farmer. In this case, maybe it's God. God is the farmer, but you are the farmer. If you have these two types of animals, it takes about 18 months, depending on how you do your things, for a chicken to start laying eggs. It will, from the time it's born, within 18 weeks, not even months. Now I'm saying months. 18 weeks. And it will be start, start laying eggs. It's producing fruit. But the cow will take about 25 months to start producing milk. But you see, the one who, 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 who is the farmer knows that I can only check my cow after 25 months. My chicken after 18 months. The issue we have is that we do not know whether we are cows or chickens. We don't know. You can't just look at your neighbor and relax with your neighbor. When you are a chicken, do not know when God will require fruit from you. Some people are cows, some are chickens, some are elephants. And you are chilling with your elephant. You are like, I, Sison Kemfanaka. The elephant takes long. Hmm. That's a good subtitle. I like you. Now, the intervals. There is an interval in the Bible. Luke, the, the Luke 13, verse 6. It says within a year. First Chronicles 13, 13. It says three months. Like, let's use the church. Our church. You cannot enter our church. Get born again in our church. In three months, you are not baptized. In three months, you don't speak in tongues. In three months, you have not graduated for new believers. God will want the fruit of your new believer certificate. Don't chill in the church. Like hands of a bone. Benzan, Baba Batis. Gabans and Zoba Chekan is Sam. And you start saying terms like there's, there's no hurry in Africa. We take things slow. 
You know, in the world of finance, there are short-term investments and long-term investments. Similarly, in the kingdom of God, God has long-term investments and short-term investments into your life. There are things God expects us to accomplish within a short period of time. And there are things that God expects us to accomplish within a long period of time. Jesus accomplished preaching in a short period of time. But dying on the cross, it took him 33 years. That was God's short-term and long-term investment. Medium-term investment, Jesus started his ministry at the age of 30 and started doing miracles. Out of all these investments, is God getting returns from our lives? In God's stock exchange, are things changing? And do you know what Satan does to keep us from being fruitful? He tells us that our lives are about money. Just money. You are, you are here just for money. After that, babies. As we are sitting today, we are chasing children. After that, car. You live your whole life chasing a car. I said, PM is very tall. I'm trying. I will steal, I will do everything until I get my PM. Hey! We want spouses. That's why, as early as possible, you started the Mjolo. Because we assume that our lives are about Mjolo, feeling butterflies. Please call, I don't want you anymore. Please call. It's not me. It's you. Hey! Our lives are not about cars, houses, studies. God has a higher purpose for us than these things. And when you only live for these things, your life is very small. Very small. Very small. And your life easily gets disturbed. He didn't SMS you yesterday. You are crying. Your whole day is spoiled. Ah, me, I'm a pastor. If you don't SMS me, someone in the church will say, Oh, pastor, thank you for the preaching. My life is continuing. Someone is thanking me. If my son doesn't thank me, he does demands or says something. Oh, someone in the church will thank me. My life is bigger than my family. You are quarreling with your brother. Since you quarreled with him in 2010, you are sad till now. In the church, I have brothers. My life is bigger than my family. It's very bigger than my family. But you find out that just because you didn't get a promotion in the physical, you, a job, your life has ended. But we can get promotions also in church. We can get promotions in heaven. Our lives are bigger than these small things we are always chasing. And God didn't create you just to be a mother. God didn't create you just to be a father. God didn't create you... Oh, he created you to have an impact in this world. You are what we call a game changer. If you watch soccer, you are what? Rodrigo. Do you know Rodrigo? Aha. Uh-huh. You are like Rodrigo. You enter as a substitute and you change things. Yes. The reason that God put you on earth, he saw that there was a problem that cannot be solved. He saw that there are people who cannot be helped. And he said, I must Put my super sub in the Mamba, Rodrigo Mamba. 
way to come and solve this main city problem. It's a problem. You are here because you are a solution. But when the solution doesn't know that it is a solution, it becomes a problem. It's a WhatsApp status. Update, update, update. <laughs> hey! I said you are what? A solution. As you are sitting, tell, tell the next solution. Hey, Mr. Solution. Yeah. Hey, Mrs. Solution. Hmm? When you do not know your purpose and what fruit God wants you to produce, you become a problem. Number two, if you do not know that, you, you fail. Because you are doing something that you don't have capacity for. You see, when a person builds a 4x4, four four, they give it the capacity to climb rocks, to go through mud. That, that, that capacity of, of changing from normal to 4x4 four four is in the car. But one day we were stuck at the mine. All this time I didn't know that my baki was a 4x4. Four four. Somehow I hadn't noticed even the 4x4 four four button. Because my previous baki was not a 4x4. Four four. And we were checking stockpiles and we got stuck in the mud. People came out. I'm the boss. I was in the baki. Everyone came out. <laughs> took out their boots. One day you'll be a boss in Jesus' name. Took out, they took out their boots. They were pushing. Hey, they got muddy. After all, after an hour, we decided, I we are stuck. And it was after another car got stuck in the mud. We were also stuck in the mud. And people were dirty. And then we said, oh, we need now a mechanic to call a, tow, <coughs> a car to tow us. Ah, the mechanic came with his bag, walked to the car, entered, by then, yar, yar, press, Brum. <laughs> ah! Ah! A solution! The mechanic is a game changer. He knows his purpose. You can be a game changer. You can unstuck people. People are stuck in their lives. You can remove them. Like this mechanic. God is turning you into a mechanic. Keep your hands for Jesus. Hey! So, let me give you some different kinds of fruit that God wants to see from you. I'm preaching to someone here. And I have a feeling the person I'm preaching to, Mue. That's why you are here. You are not here by mistake. You are here to hear this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't be like, mm, I wish you was here. <laughs> you, you are the person. God requires fruit from the people he has saved. If God saves you, he's not saving you for nothing. There is fruit you must produce. Are you here or have gone home? Are you sure? 
bishop says that all through the Bible, you see examples of God coming in search of fruit from people. You also see examples of human beings who are expecting fruit and do not receive them. People's reaction to those who do not bear fruit is often unpleasant. When you expect something from someone and that person is not responding, you become unpleasant. Yes, you, you expect your husband or let's say today, you expect your husband to buy you a happy Mother's Day gift and you are waiting after church at night, tomorrow. It's an unpleasing thing. Because you're like, I've been expecting all. Where's my thing? Hey! When you are a man and you are hungry and you are sitting in your house and you are expecting your plate, she washes the dishes. She feeds the children. Hey! Nini, she starts telling you, I'm tired, I'm going to sleep. You're like, ah! Because you are what? You are expecting that expectation creates an unpleasant feeling. And God might be unpleasant with us. He has been expecting How? <laughs> <laughs> the people with cooler box didn't come to church. <laughs> mm. It's a bad example. The people who are here, uh-uh, uh-uh. they don't know what is a, what is a cooler box. The people here only know communion. Only. 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 The reaction, listen. <laughs> I'm Hallelujah. The reaction of those who yield up negatively instead of yielding good fruit is even more negative. So there are some people who even do the opposite. Not that you know you don't have fruit. You are actually doing the opposite. The statement, I come seeking fruit, came from Jesus. Let us have a proper respect for his words. I come seeking fruit. So let's hear some of the things that God... I said the first thing, he seeks fruit mm, right there. He seeks fruit from those he has what? Saved. John fifteen sixteen. When God saves you and makes you to be born again, he is not just making you to be born again for the sake for you to come to church and listen to me and say whether the preaching was nice and give me 5 out of 10 or 10 out of 10. Like today, I think I'm a 9. Ah, I'm somewhere there. Ah, 10, 10. Oh, thank you, Dora. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. That's valued feedback. <laughs> Amen. Hmm? In John 15, 16, it says that I didn't, you did not choose me. You did not choose that you are becoming born again. It says that I chose you. God has chosen you. And what? Appointed you just to sit in church. Just to look at me. Just to say, this is how I praise you. No. Uh-uh. He has appointed you hmm, to produce what? Lasting fruit. So that the Father will give you whatever you ask. You see, God has conditions even for prayers. He says that 
there is a place where you get whatever you ask. And that place is after you produce what? Fruit. The more fruit you produce, the easier your prayers come. Yes. That's why if you, all of you here, let's say you are my fruit. I'm leading you in Christ. God's ability to answer my prayer is higher than yours. Because of my fruit. Someone who sits in the chair, on a chair and says, powerful, step hands for the pastor. God will answer less of his prayers compared to mine. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And God says that I require you to produce what? Fruit. When you are a Christian, the fruit that he wants you to produce is to make other people Christians. It's to invite other people to Christ. Most importantly, it's to make people Christians, teach them the Bible, get them baptized, all those things. When you do those things, you are bearing fruit. That's the fruit God wants from a Christian. That After I've made you a Christian, have you made someone else a Christian? After I've sent others to come and invite you to church, did you invite another one? That's the fruit that you want. And you are soon becoming that type of a Christian. Fruit from Christians. Luke chapter 12, 22, verse 31. I'm about to finish. TUT, that's our university. We are taking our time. Yes. Take your time, Pastor. Luke 22, verse 31. Are you there? 22, verse 31. Simon, Simon. Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. When you are in church, there is a guy called Satan, Lofunaguk Sefa. Satan wants to what? Sefa you. Have you seen how lions catch some impalas? When they are a group, they just isolate one and finish that one. They just isolate. That is how Satan is. Satan, after you see, I said the fruit God wants is that we must produce other Christians. And that is the fruit that he wants when you become born again. But you see, sometimes you are in the church. And the thing that God has done for you, he has kept you from totally backsliding. Have you noticed that you backslide? You disappear for three months. You forget about God for some six months and then somehow they bring you back to church. Like me. When I left for university, I went three times to Roman Catholic, which was my church from home. One, two, three. From there I took a decision that up until, 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 no more church, I've retired. (laughs) I'm now my own man. Before my mom was taking me to church, I'm in university, baby. No more. No more. Look at me preaching today. Someone who had taken such a decision. It's a miracle. You have not taken that decision. Me, I took it. I said, Mommy has taken me to church. I know the story of Joseph. I know the story of Abraham. I attended all the classes in Roman Catholic. God confirmed everything. I'm sorted. No more. Now it's time for what? Groovo. It's a season. <laughs> but you know, in that mind, that is when God saved me. In that season, while I was planning. That's why, after God saved me, I thought to myself, all the people who are like me, who are around here from Groovo, look at your neighbor and say, are you around from Groovo? 
live your life <laughs> to forget about God. I am going to fetch all them groovies and turn them into Christians. All the Ama piano lovers. Mm, they are here. They are looking at me. It's like it's going up past. It's going up. <laughs> you see, because God saved a person who has a DJ and a groovies, I am not afraid of him groovies. When I see all your sins, I'm like, hey, that's me. That's how, <laughs> actually, I was worse than you. <laughs> when I was level one, I mean level five, Baba. So, look at Simon. Simon was born again. He was now even having a title of apostle. And Jesus spoke to him. He said, Simon, Simon. Satan has asked. Satan, you are telling us. Who can tell us something? I tell you when. As man got now, and mess up his life, I be sorted. In this case, he wanted what Peter. He wanted to sift Peter. He asked that, can I sift this guy? Can I? Nigen jagai nmut. Verse 32. Look at what Jesus said. But I pleaded in prayer for what? For you. Simon, that your faith should not what? Fail. So that when you are repented and turned to me again, it means Peter was going to backslide. Don't turn to me again. It means he was about to what? Backslide. God knows that you are about to what? Backslide. You are turned to backsliding. Strengthen what? Your brothers. Those of you who had backslidden before and now you have come back to church. God is saying, strengthen others. That is the fruit he wants from you. Tell them that I used to be a brother in the church who was on fire for God. I was a virgin until I met Slippery Susie. Who slipped into my pants. And from that time, I couldn't come to church again. I couldn't preach again. I was a church sister who was a lot fire. Until I met Jumping Jonathan. Hey, is a type of a Jonathan. Jumping Jonathan taught me how to jump. Hey, and taught me how to drink. And I backslid. But you must be like Peter. You must come back. When you are reinstated, don't sit there with your store. Strengthen others. Tell that girl that, yes, you got pregnant. I also got pregnant. Don't worry. God will use you. God will use you. Yes. Tell, tell, that, tell, tell that boy that you have how many girlfriends? Four. Don't worry. I used to have seven. Zola seven. Hmm. Seven is the number of perfection. I had a perfect relationship. But look at now. God is using me. Strengthen others. Don't sit with your story. Some of us, when we start looking holy, we want people to think that we were born in the angelic realm. Yes. Even when people come in the church with their skeleton, you now have the cloth.
Why, why don't you tell that girl that you know I used to be like you. I also used to come with a mini skirt with my pamelat outside. My whole daily farm was outside. I used to be like that. But you don't say that story. You're like, no. Otherwise, when you now meet some boys smoking hubbly, you have forgotten about your hubbly Peter. And when a football shine song or Peter, strong. You just come there and you do this to the habit and you hold the pipe. Say glory be to God. This is sin. This is sin. You hmm? hmm. used to we are take it out and come out like this. Hey! Peter. Tell your neighbor, Peter. I smell a Peter in the church. <laughs> Is there a Peter in the church? Point at a Peter. Mm, I am smelling a Peter here. <laughs> the people wearing white. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout of praise. God is also seeking fruits from shepherds. After God has appointed you, a sinner like you, and called you a percenter leader, and called you a, a shepherd, he seeks some fruits from you. You have forgotten how you used to have three boyfriends. Now when some girls in the church tell you, you are like, oh! See! No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. This is you. Then you start calling prayer warriors to deliver the girl. Acts chapter 20 verse 28. I'm preaching to someone this morning. And I have a feeling that person is you. Look. Says so. Maybe, let me see whether I want it in NLT. Give me in King James first. King James, King James. It says that, take heed therefore, you leaders in the church, and to yourselves, and to all the flock, the people God has put under you, over which the Holy Ghost has made you what? An overseer. When the pastor puts you as an overseer, it's not him, it's the Holy Ghost. You are not doing it unto the pastor. You are doing it unto God. Says the Holy Ghost made them an overseer, but it was not the Holy Ghost, it was the pastor. Which look, this is the scary part. It says that had made you overseers to feed what the church must teach someone the word of God. Which he purchased, he's reminding you within Patel. Says that you know he's not swati or zulu. If he was like that, there would be 
to feed the church of God. Don't be a shepherd if you don't feed people the word of God. Feed them the word of God. Because God has paid for them. Just imagine I am a father. And I get a helper in my house. And I leave this helper with my children. And that helper doesn't feed them. She doesn't feed them. This helper, I have promoted this helper and made this helper an engineer. Pay the helper some money. The helper earns 10,000, 15,000. I don't know how much you earn as a helper, as a shepherd. Maybe you earn 30,000. But since you got a job, you got a job, you are not feeding anyone. Oh, my job this. Oh, my job this. Oh, my job this. Eish. If you find, you come to your house and you find your children hungry and the helper said, I was cleaning the whole day. That's why I didn't feed them the whole day. It's my job. What will you do? When God comes seeking fruit, he wants to find his children fat with the word of God. Rolling on the ground. Saying, Papa God, he has been feeding us. Since you left, he has been putting the thing in our mouth. There is that feeling. You see, when your children go and visit somewhere and they come back fat as a parent, you are very happy. Is it not true? Okay, some of you don't have children, but receive in Jesus' name. Yeah, receive. You might not understand, but you see that the parents like, how? Why can I hunger? Then they are happy. If you send your child somewhere to visit, when they come back, they've lost weight. Never again. Like when you send them to your, to your mother's place. Hey, mothers, don't joke. You even feel sorry for the child. Vola, vola, me. Like my son. My son, when he was born, he didn't like to eat at all. He was very thin and looking sickly. I would notice each time I had a cocoa, come back with a round face. And we would hear that he ate things that he doesn't eat in our house. Be like Gogo. Feed. Feed. Yes. The people around you should know the word of God. Don't allow someone you are overseeing not to have a Bible. It's a, it's a wrong thing. Very wrong. Very wrong as a shepherd. Are you here we've gone home? Look at your name and say, this guy is preaching. This one is difficult. God wants fruits from those people he has prospered. They come and say, No, Pastor, have a business meeting, you know, at nine. I'm nine, you know, it's sunning here. Scenting. It's like the scenting now must make me feel like, yeah, it's necessary that you shouldn't attend church because it's scenting, you know. If you are saying, Susie, then, you know. <laughs> you, you then, the person starts telling you the pastor big words. Big words. 
I was sentenced. Signing hill. It's like, Ish, Nama must behave myself. This is a person who's going to signing hill. Let me keep quiet. Hey! When God prospers you, don't forget God. He wants fruit from the prosperity he has given you. First, uh, uh, Deuteronomy 8.18. The first Samuel is long. Deuteronomy 8.18. It says that, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God because there is a tendency to forget when things are well. There is a tendency to what? Before you pray for money, pray that the money doesn't change you. Or no, even in fact, pray that it doesn't reveal who you are. Pray that money should not expose you. That you are actually not a Christian. That you actually don't love God. But figure in there are people when they are broke, yeah, they are always fasting and pray. Yata, yaba, yatayo, mapaya, yangaye, yaya, yelabaya. Tongues of fire. Tongues. As long as men shall. Latin kikiliashinja. No more tongues. There are people, when they are broke, they even cry. When they have money, my makeup. You used to cry in the presence of God. My makeup. You saw those boys here? When we were playing the song and they were moving around, you find that some of them, when they get money, they can't move around. They, they, they are just going to sit there. And say, the same you. I, I don't think such people came to church. Money will not expose you. In fact, when you get money, you will flow even more. Yes, I said you will flow even more. The money is not going to change you. If you were dancing in church when you are broke, you will dance more when you have money. The Bible says that when David was king, eh? when he became king, he danced in front of everyone to the point that his robe fell and he was naked. Then the wife of David called him and said, Hey, when? What was Tazala? What's David? Bogu, Bingos, my entire. Bogu, Puen. I want to send Tavis, why? Bogu. Never and to miss him goes. But when we have money, you, you call the pastor directly. Pastor, can you tell me at what time do you start preaching? I, I'm too busy. So I'll, I'll just come when you preach and then leave when you do altar call. I hope it's okay with you. You used to be a dancing star. Dance in front of us here. Sometimes when you're a pastor, when people are giving testimonies, Oh, God has blessed me with a job. I'd like to thank my pastor for the prayers. Your pastor is also praying. Oh, God. I hope it doesn't change. 
It was it was in this same church. Someone came to give a testimony about. I prayed. I, I was just. It was in the, the church was starting this branch, and I. I don't think even we had instruments. Yeah, we didn't even have instruments. I went. There's, there's, there's where you have a long-term plan to walk. She was one of those long-term planners that I'm still going to walk. I don't see any car anytime soon. Hey! Within some few months, I came to stand in front. As the pastor said, my car is outside. We were like, wow. He didn't mean I felt like a man of God. You know, like people before a wrestling match, how they move around. Uh-huh. That was the last time she came to church. Someone was very committed. When you call, huh? no, I've I've driven to somewhere. <laughs> I've driven to somewhere. <laughs> I'm preaching. I feel like this sermon is for someone. So, uh, this will be my last point. I had others, but I will end here. It says that I had one for the mothers, but ish. So, when you prosper, God will want fruit. In this Deuteronomy, it says that, but, God sh- but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee what? Power. Power is the ability to cause changes or to get something. He says that it is him that gives you power to get wealth. Each time you have money, understand that your brain, you never selected it. Did you select your brain? Did you come out as a baby? Then you're like, this one. Then they put it in. No. 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 Your brain, you came with it. If your brain helps you to pass, your brain helps you to get things, you are analytical, you are what? God gave you the brain. On top of that, sometimes a person has a brain but doesn't have the emotional capacity. God has given you emotional capacity to see Benga Kobek. When even you are going through tough times, you are still passing. You are there focused at school, you are writing. Your mother passed on, you are still strong, you are passing. Who gave you that mental that emotional capacity? It's God. It's God. He is the one who gives us the ability to get money. When you get it, don't come and say that I worked hard. This is my hard-earned money. You hear Christians when you say that they should give in church, pay offering, they say that this is my hard-earned money. Hard-earned money. Hard-earned money. Have you seen someone who's smart who has lost his mind? Have you seen someone who's smart who is not healthy, cannot function? Have you seen someone who works with his hands? Let's say an artist and then he cuts off his hands. God is the one who is giving us power to make wealth. God wants financial food from us. Yes. I was a student. When I started working, I said, other people are looking for a job. When I finish work, I finish school, 
immediately I entered into a job. I'm already a graduate engineer. Why should I not take my first salary and buy instruments for the church? I did. Why not? I did. I said, God has invested this to me. Why not? Do today. In this church, no one can outgive me and my wife. No one. I will not allow you. I will not allow you. If you try, I will, I will give you. Why? God has prospered me. God has prospered me. I know. I know. God has prospered me. Hmm? I stayed with my wife in a one room with the Holy of Holies. I remember one time my wife's friend came to visit. She wanted to enter. My wife met her by the door. <laughs> and gave me a tip to close the door. Because <laughs> you know how people are. How sensalala. I said, no one. How? Now, Papa. Tell her never give me. Our baki, this is the baki we have. I, I, I made a, a friend of mine drive it from work. He was a big guy. He even. So he broke the chair. The chair was. Those of you who remember, that baki chair was always like this. I remember my wife had packed the baki in Emelo. Someone just saw the chair and asked, Were you in Emelo? <laughs> For years, that chair was like that for years. We couldn't fix it. There was no money to fix it. My wife was driving like this. Like a GTI driver. Hey! People thought it was a style and the chair is broken. It's only when she comes out that you see that the chair is like this. But God took that woman who was driving that she used to hike at Caltech's garage at Whitbank to come and work here because we were staying in Whitbank to come to work here in Middlebank. Hike. Then we got there. <laughs> but you see, when you meet her now, she's driving a Range Rover. Why should she forget God? Why should she now say, oh, this church thing... Let's just continue with business and work. And that's how people are. Let's not be like that. Let's not be like that. If as a student you can come and sit here, come and sit here as a millionaire. Yes, and you are going to become one in Jesus' name. Yes. When you are a wife, you are. You are when you are not married. Hey! When we say we need someone, oh, Pastor Nula. You are always working in the church, cleaning. Get children. Get a husband. Can you... My husband. My children. Hey, I always ask people, Tina, did we leave animals in our house? Do I have a goat and a chicken? That I'm here. I'm here because 
I have two animals. I have decided to name one goat, Neo, and one chicken, Lense. Is that why I'm here? No, it is your heart. The state of your heart makes you to make excuses. Yes, Umuntu. You see, let me tell you this. Even in sickness, you leave your child and you go to work. You say, oh, my child is true. I can't come to church. Only church. Monday, but you are at work. It's the state of your heart. Towards God. It has nothing. How come we wake up? You always, me, I always use that measure. I ask myself, if this was work, will I behave like this? I say, no, then let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. I, I can't come to church because it's raining. When it is work and it is raining, do you skip work? You just... I think you about 30 millimeters of rain. I'm not going to church. You start work at six. You must wake up at four. You wake up. Come and pray. No, why must No. Tell your neighbor, no. So we become unfruitful because our heart is not placed in the things of God. Money! Oh, for a boy, you will wake up at three. Sometimes he's the one who wakes you up. Depending on the setup. <laughs> you wake up. Wake up and pray. Don't say things. What you do for yourself, do it for God. Don't make your life to be small. Don't make your life to be about cars, to be about husband, to be about... As for us, we will disappoint you. If you know a person who will disappoint you is your husband. No, no, no. If you don't know, ladies, if you don't have a husband, your future disappointment is that guy. Like, when you are not married, when you are not married, the problem is that you don't have a husband. Plus other problems. When you get married, the husband is the problem. <laughs> like, if you think of, if you ask all these ladies, when you are stressed, who does it involve? My wife will say, <laughs> if you ask Sondo, Sondo will say, the tall guy. <laughs> the majority of the problems are coming from this guy you are dreaming about. Amen, mothers. Do you see? It's because you don't know. <laughs> you think this is a solution, then it's a problem. It's not a solution. The solution is to give our lives to God. It's to give our lives to love God. It's to give our lives to serve God. Even at work, they will promote you and promote you, and after that, they will say you are useless. All the old people who they don't want in their workplace, who are they giving VSPs, they're like, mm, you're above 50. Can you take a package and go? We need fresh blood. 
work, they will use us and throw us away. When they fire you tomorrow, they are doing interviews. Don't break yourself for them. Oh, you don't know. Tomorrow, they want money. They don't want you. Anything that gives them, can give them more money, even if it means replacing you. If they get there and they see that to make more money, these two, I can make 3,000 more by just removing these two. You are not coming to church because you are trying to impress your boss. Then you are coming back for prayers after that you are retrenched. The God, the man left the 99 to go and seek the one. The one now has come back. Ungulungulungbegemashlom And it should not get to that. That is not how we follow God. When you are, your job is nice, be nice in the church. Be doing the same thing. When your job is bad, other people say opposite. They expect things from God. When God is not delivering, you're like, ah, oh, I'm trying. You know, saying, the for the next three months. I want to get his attention. God is not like that. <laughs> you can't get his attention by doing that. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have too much to preach about. Let's stand on our feet. Hey! On such a mother's day, your mother today is seeking for fruit. Make sure she gets her fruit. I was going to preach to you about Ephesians 6, 2. That you should honor your parents. If your mother has invested something in you or your parents or your aunt, today is the day. Show gratitude. Don't just say, I never finished in this honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. This is the first commandment in the Old Testament that God says, when you do this, I'll do this. It's like if you honor your parents, you will live long. And the Bible says that it shall be what? Well with you. It shall be well with you. On this powerful Mother's Day, can you all close our eyes? Woo! You are here. You want your sins to be forgiven. You are saying, Pastor, I want to be born again. If you are here today, you want to be born again. You want your sins to be forgiven. Maybe you have committed your sins in secret in public. It doesn't matter. Today, God has sent me to tell you that he wants to forgive you. Don't allow this opportunity to pass you by. If you are that person, I want you to raise your hand. Raise your right hand. Don't think too much. Raise your right hand. If you are here, you want your sins to be forgiven. Raise your right hand. You want God to forgive you. You want to be saved. Raise your right hand. Raise your right hand. The fruit that God desires from someone who's not saved is for them to be to ask for forgiveness so that he can be saved. If you have raised your hand, come forward. Let's clap for them. 
Come, come to me. Come, come, come. In front and look at me. With all in nothing, I surrender. I surrender. Everything, everything. I to pray this prayer as we pray with them the people in front please lift up your hands and the church will also follow me say dear Lord Jesus I come to you today just as I am Father you know my sins the ones that I've committed in public and the ones that I've committed in secret forgive me Lord forgive me Lord as your word says, if any man comes to you, you will not turn them back. Receive me into your kingdom. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for my sins on the cross. He became a sinner so that I could become a child of God. He went to hell so that I can become so that I can go to heaven. So that I can go to heaven. Today, Today, I'm born again. I'm born again. All my sins, all my sins, past and present, past and present, are forgiven. Are forgiven. Father, Father, write my name, write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. Register me, register me in the home affairs, in the home affairs of heaven. Of heaven. When I die, when I die, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. Amen. 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 Amen.